Hey, everybody. Hey, Ron. Hey, Andrea. How are you? Awesome. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Last time uh, I tried to introduce you and, and um, it didn't quite work out. So, hey, everybody, I'm Ron Riley and this is Andrea Turnquist. We're Best Coast Business Live. We're in season two. I think this is episode 11, 12. I don't math. So, yes. Did you say, I don't math. I was thinking about season two. Usually you start over. So I think. Yeah. Well, F2, I mean, E2. Right. But, but, you know, 12 total episodes. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm awesome. Again. Yeah. How are you? A great. Always. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Sun is shining on you. It looks fabulous. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, literally this is a cell, cell phone picture. I. <laughs> I, no yeah, one needs I, to know. I know. Well, the cell phones, they take great pictures these days. Thank you. Yeah. And my, my wife won't even take pictures anymore. She's like, you just take them. You send them to me. So, <laughs> Handle it, honey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I got that. yeah. My kids' lives are so well chronicled at this point. But hey, that's not why we're here today. We're, we're here. Uh, what do we do? We, we like to talk to, um, you know, first we're going to talk to... Um, we're going to have our community corner and talk to representative of the Morro Bay uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce today. And we're yep. going to speak with um, Zoe Zappas later today. Oh, um, you know, pe people that are in the business community that are a little bit aligned with our ideals of uh, giving back or finding ways to contribute in the business community and the community at large, um, you know, essentially, we, we want to talk to the people that if you don't know them, you probably should know them. And we're going to illuminate some of the reasons why. And uh, so, so, Andrew, would you like to introduce Lindsay? I absolutely would. Thank you, everyone. Today, we have Lindsay Hansen. She's the membership director at the Morro Bay Chamber of Commerce. She works alongside um, Erica Crawford, along with a plethora of amazing directors and the business community. So we are honored to have Lindsay with us today. Lindsay, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Okay, so are we. It's all right. It's live. We can't yeah. go back and edit anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to do great. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your position there and what you do and who you get to work with and all of that. Yeah, like you said, uh, Erica Crawford is my CEO, which is great. I learn a lot from her. I am the membership director, so um, I have the super fun job, and I get to kind of mingle with all the business owners and get to know everyone. Um, I cultivate relationship equity. That's kind of my job. So I just say, get to know you. I get to know your business. Um, where do you thrive? Where do you feel like you need a little bit of help? And uh, I get to kind of just like bring resources to people. So do you have a problem? Right. Um, you know, if you're thriving, maybe you're somebody who could help another business owner. So it's just, it's great. I just get to, you know, have a That's great huge. time and get to know everyone. That's mm -hmm. huge. So uh, I'm on the membership committee um, with the South County Chambers. And, and of course, one of our, uh, I'm sure one of the challenges that, that you all have too is the, um, is membership retention. Um, to me, it seems like uh, 
when people lose touch with the value of their chamber, or maybe they're not as involved, that's when they tend to drop off. And I know this last year has been tough for involvement and things like that. So from a, from a retention standpoint, what, what kind of um, ideas have you guys been bringing forward? What initiatives have you guys been working on? We've been lucky. We've been doing pretty well. Uh, through the pandemic, Erica, you know, there was a huge focus on communication. So like you're saying, there couldn't be a ton of like physical involvement on things, right. but um, communication was key just to share as much as we could information-wise to people. And um, that really was helpful. And um, am I being wonky? Is my screen being yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it was great. Communication was huge. And then now that we are being able to uh, start getting back together, we're doing ribbon cuttings and, um, you know, it's great too. I think just making sure that we communicate properly, what is valuable about being a chamber member. So you don't have to be, uh, super involved. If you don't want to, you can just kind of like, there's so many aspects of what the chamber does and yeah. our yeah. chamber in particular does a lot of advocacy and that's what Erica focuses on. And um, so we're constantly working, whether you want to be involved or not. So it's great. So we just communicate that. I have a question. Are you guys able to do mixers right now? Have you been having them? Yeah, we just, we just had one last week at a really cool new business in town, Gaia's Garden. It's a woman owned business, mother and daughter. It's really cool. Crystals, plants. So we just did one there. Uh, last month, we did the Avocado Shack and we've pretty much gotten booked for the rest of the year and we're looking into 2020 now. So, or sorry, 2022. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's nice to be able to see everyone. I think we're happy to get together. Absolutely. And you have a ribbon cutting coming up this weekend too? Oh yeah, we're super excited. Um, it's the Doe Connection. Uh, they just opened next to Hofbrau. I should have written the <laughs> address down, but it's on the it's uh, really nice. I actually went to high school with the owner, April. She's great. And so it's kind of a COVID business started during the shutdown. And she, it's just, it's so wholesome. It's such a great little business. Um, I just like love it. It is um, safe to eat raw cookie dough. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yeah. so cool. I mean, there's also, there's safe to eat. Uh, there's, there's raw, there's baked. So she's got different varieties, but it's awesome. So you can't get sick if you eat it. Your kids won't get sick. And you can go and get a cone of cookie dough. And Whoa. so it's really cool. She's been doing farmer's markets and things like that. And they just have their soft opening. So we're having a huge grand opening with a ribbon cutting this Saturday, uh, August 28th at 1030 in the morning in Moore Bay on the Embarcadero. Weather too. That's really exciting. Yeah. It's just to bring your kids, you know, bring yourself. Just everybody can come. It's just a really cool just a cool new business. I've never seen that before. So it was. Right. So uh, uh, I happen to know that you, you were a once and continue to be business owner. And um, I'll give you a sec to talk about that. And then, and then maybe you can go into afterwards. Um, what, you know, what drew you to the chamber that you're in now? So start with your business and how that evolved, how that's going, and then, and then what drew you to where you are now? Yeah, that's a great question. I am a massage therapist, so I have an office that's by myself here in Morro Bay, and uh, I originally started just mobile um, building clientele until I um, had enough clientele, and then I started renting space from somebody else, and 
from there was able to then get my own space and it's been great. Um, you know, I was shut down for the pandemic, uh, which was tough, but I got a bunch of weird, I had a bunch of weird jobs, uh, just to kind of keep afloat. Um, so it went well, I just kept working and at other places. And then, um, I got involved with the chamber because, um, I was moderately young. My mom's a business owner as well, which is cool. And so I was able to learn a lot from her, but networking wise, I just, I didn't know really how to run a business. I, I, I didn't have business owner peers. Um, you know, everybody was my own age. Nobody had, nobody had any, you know, just extra money to throw around. So it was a way for me to network and learn. And, and then I just really like, that was the initial purpose. And I got really involved and started volunteering and uh, I just loved it. It was such a resource. Any question I had, I could call. Erica would answer. Any of the staff would answer. Uh, so it's just a huge, huge resource for me when I had joined. And I, I learned so much. And there were so many um, things that were really helpful. And um, yeah, so I just, I loved it. But I, I just got more and more active. So as, as things are getting a little strange again, um, I'm sure you guys have some great events planned. Like what, what are you just really, really, really hoping gets in before anything bad you know withdraws our ability to do those things anytime soon oh you know i um like just celebrating businesses i think with the ribbon cuttings and there's so many new fun things happening i know like uh, milani's uh cuban food is opening their um larger their new space soon i know that that's coming in in a couple months so like you know we'd love to be able to do a ribbon cutting and celebrate and just be excited for these businesses. So um, those are the big things. I know that Rotary is doing a drive-through barbecue in September, which is really cool. You can buy tickets on their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they're going to do the lighted boat parade, which everybody I think has been missing. That's such a big thing. So just yeah. those community stuff that everyone really likes is what I, you know, I miss. The lighted boat parade got canceled last year, right? Of course it did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I figured it was an outside thing. Maybe it didn't, but yeah. So that's a bummer. That would be great to see that again. Yeah. Rotary. I mean, Rotary is such a wonderful organization. I'm so excited that they're putting that on. And um, yeah, it's a December, the first weekend in December. And it's, yeah. there's going to be a, um, uh, like a Santa house that weekend and the following weekend. So um yeah, just everything that people are excited about. Well, one thing we haven't been really great at that I think that we're, we're going to start doing, since you're mentioning a lot of great events, dates, like who's putting it on, those kind of things. I think we're going to try to follow up some of the posts that we do for the shows and and post links and, and dates and things like that. So so is it it, it just be the Rotary Club of, of Morro Bay that is putting on those events? Is that... Yeah, I mean, you can check out uh, morabayrotary.org. They'll have information about both their drive through barbecue in September and uh, the lighted boat parade. You can always check morabaychamber.org. We have events. Um, our members uh, can like log in and post events too. So any of our members have their events up there, which is really fun. I know that like Art Center does really cool classes all the time. So those are posted. Yeah. Uh, the botan- botanical garden. So there's tons of different stuff on there. It's great. So if you're looking, and I know Atascadero Chamber has a great events page as well. So check Chambers events pages. Those are some really good ones. Right. Literally exactly 
when I asked that question, I got a message independent, one from Fred, one from Andrea says, is it time to build the website for the show with a calendar in it? Like both of them. I'll email you all of my events and things (laughs) that I know about. I'll send them over after this. That's so great. So, um, so you're, you're, you're substituting for um, Erica today and, and um, we appreciate that. Uh, Maybe, Maybe she'll let you substitute again once or once or twice down the road because uh, we we've enjoyed. First of all, if anybody doesn't know, we spend thirty minutes before the show all talking together and stuff, and that and that was a lot of fun. Um, if there was anything else that maybe you forgot to mention or that you you were hoping to mention today, and then and then maybe a, a way to contact you after after that. I think, I mean, I think we covered everything. I'm just, I'm excited to be here and I appreciate it. It's a, it's an honor to have been asked and, uh, you know, but de facto was here for somebody else, but um, yeah, it's great. And it's just nice to have you guys highlighting the chambers and the businesses because it, it was a really hard time. So I'm glad, I'm glad to see people are starting to thrive again and they, they were, but um, that resilience has been great to see. And if anyone's interested in contacting me, you can, um, Lindsay at morrowchamber.org. Mm-hmm. And how do you spell your name, Lindsay? It's weird. It's L-Y-N-S-E-Y. All wise. Yeah, it's on the screen for people watching. You know, I if, think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. So Lindsay, I just wanted to verify. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, my, yeah. my dad's middle name is Lynn, and my grandma thought, uh, well, Lindsay's a common name. We need to spell it fun. So so I never got a license plate for my bicycle, but it's all right. I'm not there. Spell, spell it fun. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, Lindsay Hanson, Orbay Chamber of Commerce, everybody. Thank you very much. Um, Andrea, she was fun. We need to have her back. I agree. Good job. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. So, all right. So today. All right. Right. Are you ready? I think so. I think so. Sure. Introduce her, but, but I'm just, I just got to say, I'm, I'm excited. It's weird when you're connected with somebody through LinkedIn for so long, and then you realize they're coming on your show that day. So anyway. Um, you guys were linked the whole time? Go ahead, Andrea. Okay. Well, everyone, I feel like I get to be Vanna today. <laughs> Usually you're Vanna. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Zoe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Zoe, it's Zappas, correct? Correct. Okay. With Z Villages Management and Develop- Development located in Atascadero. We're exactly in Atascadero. We are right downtown. All right, all right, yeah. all right. So yeah. welcome with us today. Um, is this a good time to share her bio or what would you, how do you want this show to go there, brother? Maybe, maybe she could spend a minute just introducing herself, where she, you know, what it is she wants to talk about today, how she got to where she is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> So the trick is, can I remember my own bio? <laughs> I have it. I totally yeah. have no, it. No, no. And the, and the point of this is actually to give you more time to talk about what you want to talk about. Bios, we all have bios. We'll, we'll, we'll post your LinkedIn link later and people can go check that out if there's something that they miss. But, right. you know, so you're, you're involved in the real estate um, uh, business, the development. And then also I see that you've raised a bunch of money for public art. And so... I want to know what is it you want the community to know about you that, that got you to where what, what you're doing today. Well, I want oh, to read her bio. Okay. <laughs> All right. Roller coaster. I can do it. No problem. I <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to I want to read this. All right. Okay. Okay, you ready? And then hopefully 
we can all have like a deep breath and then we'll just move on. Okay. All right. So Zoe Zappas is the marketing and PR director for a local real estate development comp- company called Z Villages, which, you know, Ron covered already. Her ultimate goal is to elevate the city of Atascadero through community development and artistic placemaking. I like this. Um, she is currently dedicated to adding 10 murals to downtown Atascadero with the Equality Mural Project and has fundraised $30,000 in order to fund the endeavor. So congratulations. How long did that take you to raise that type of money? Um, honestly, raising the money is like not the longest thing that we've done. Um, as, a, as a volunteer co- uh, committee, we spent probably like a year and a half getting like contracts in place and like just the general structure of how we wanted to do it. So that's probably the the bulk of the time that we have spent. Um, but yeah, the fundraising was, it's just like based on contacts and like, fortunately, thankfully, Terry, Terry Banish, who has recommended me for this show, she's like involved with the TBID, which is the Tourism Business Improvement District, which is the assessment that hotels put on themselves to fundraise and do marketing um, to bring more tourists into the city. So um, I approached TBID first and that went smoothly. And then it's just like kind of on to the next, the next big organization and other banks too. Banks are huge. Uh, they give money to community development stuff all the time. So um, we got kind of lucky just snowballing one into the next. And that's kind of been the process so far. But yeah. but yeah, what you said is true. I work for Z Villages Management and Development. We are a real estate company that does management of our own, own portfolio. So like um, apartment complexes and commercial properties. And then we also um, manage other people's properties uh, and then we also have a development arm of our of the same company, and we are building Atascadero La Plaza, and we just finished Block Shop, Block Shops, which is where the new Ancient Owls Beer Garden, Negranti's Creamery, and um, Stellar by Sabrina, and she's a custom hat maker. So we're super pumped, like the momentum's rolling, and I'm like just I'm just really excited to be representing such a fun company at the moment. Yeah. And the website, you know, um, you guys are fun. And, and what is, I, I found it via Google, but what's the website again? Yeah, it's just www.zvillages.com. Um, and we have like all of our availabilities for uh, residential availabilities. Uh, and then we've got like our general information about our company. But yeah, that's, that's us. So um it's interesting. So first of all, on the website, one of the things I thought was cool was there's obviously several family members you get to work with. Some <laughs> yeah. people would think that's cool. Some people would think that would be a quick way for, um, you know. Disaster, but yeah, no. Yeah, so I didn't want to say any, you know, like. <laughs> Leave you know, it to this one to do that. <laughs> right. No, well, no, you said it the right way. Um, so explain to me how that's been. Um, maybe yeah. Maybe. Family dynamic is always tricky. It always is, it's walking that fine line of like, all right, am I pushing this person too too hard or too far? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, you know, it's been, I've been on board with the company for almost five years now and it's, we've avoided, you know, 
major family blowouts and uh <laughs> and my brother max has been on board since 2013 i believe so you know things are things are okay like we all we're all better at like certain elements of our company and so it just kind of happens to work out really well for us and we're doing okay we we're doing okay <laughs> well when you have but go ahead Mm, okay. Do I need to put up the mute sign really quick? No, 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 you're, you're good. <laughs> I, I'll get better at putting the cue in there when I have a cue, but I have a cue. Go ahead, um, <laughs> you might forget it, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, it's so other than the idea of uh, community involvement and, and wanting a nice, healthy community, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how someone that's in development and project or property management gets into public art and murals how that is an excellent question um i'll start with a brief history of like why we did the first two murals that our company funded um so my father mike zappas he's like kind of a low-key atascadero historian <laughs> <laughs> he like he loves everything history of Tascadero and um he was on a big uh research vendor and he discovered that Atascadero was founded as the Women's Republic of Atascadero. So it was founded in 1913 and mind you this is 7 to 8 years before women even had the right to vote. So it was meant, Atascadero, as it was founded, was meant as a place for women to get educated on how to vote, like research and like just generally try to understand how voting works. Mm. Um, turns out not super difficult. We all do it now. Um, but it was really groundbreaking for that time. And it was one of the first places that a woman could buy and hold land without the permission of a man. Um, or with them like co-signing, a man co-signing. So my dad was like super inspired by this. He was like asking people around town, like specifically women. He was like singling out women and just going around and being like, have you, did you know about this? Like, did, did you know that you live in like a pretty historic place for women's rights? And, and the general public had no clue, not even, it was not even on anyone's radar. So his whole thing, I don't know how it connected for him, but he was like, I would just like to do some murals. Uh, and it started out as just one mural. He was like, I'll pay $10,000 for the first mural to go up that we like that depicts this history or like pushes the conversation forward. So we put it out, we put an artist all call out to like a bunch of international street art um, message boards. And we ended up getting like upwards, like almost 30 submissions from all over the world, like Japan, Africa, Europe, like it, it was pretty nutty, like even South America, like we pretty much almost covered all of the continents. And um, we ended up selecting the first muralist. He was from Bulgaria. So we went through the process of flying him over here and like signed the visas for him to be here. And um, it was just like a really fun and cool process. And then we were like, I don't know. We also like this other concept that's like more historic and geared towards Atascadero in general. Um, and she was a local artist. So we actually picked two and awarded a, a cash prize to both of them. And, um, and so that was kind of the start of it. And, and then I took over the, 
and it was inspired by the whole thing. And what I did was my approach is a little bit different. It's not so much about like the subject matter, although Equality Mural Project is a great subject matter to be talking about right now specifically, but it was more focused on like, here we are in Atascadero. It's been very underdeveloped for decades, right? We had where La Plaza is now was literally just an open field of like weeds and a rundown abandoned jack-in-the-box, okay? And like, what are we doing here? This is our downtown. This is supposed to be the pride and joy of our town. And like, we're just allowing this state of disrepair to exist. Um, I think not. So I, I started thinking like, okay, what are ways in which we can push forward this like placemaking idea? How, how do big cities do this? And, you know, I travel a lot. I go to LA, San Francisco. I travel all over the world. And like the, one of the biggest things that I've been seeing is public art. Like the, there's no better way to transform a drab building than putting paint in a very graphic and splashy way. And that's, that was kind of a lot of the reason subject matter and um, just trying to give like a vibe to a place and give a, give downtown Atascadero like an identity almost like we're devoid of a bit of an identity. So like, can we, can we claim an identity? Let, let's try. <laughs> so that's kind of the whole reason. That's, that's pretty fascinating when you hear like the backstory on everything. So how many murals are throughout a Tascadero that you guys have done right now? And where are they located? Yeah, so we did the initial two um, that our company Z Village is funded. So we have one on the backside of Colony Market in Delhi, and that's the Bulgarian artist. He, he painted that by himself in five days. <laughs> like the, I like watched him, I was just like, how are you doing this? How did you know how to do this? Um, so he came and did that in five days. That's the floating lady in the water um, that says equality across the, in type across the frontage there, um, or actually on the backside of the building, I should say. Um, and then in ancient Owl beer garden area, there's the more historic one that's all about the women's Republic and um, has some like images about town and the, the protest and getting the women's suffrage movement. Wow. Yeah. So we have those two. And then we've got uh, we've got two as a part of the 10 for Equality Mural Project that are already painted. So we did the one that's on the side of the building at Brew Coffee House, and that was painted by Brandy Pippin. Um, it's got like a, a beaver and the wildlife and it says nature is for everyone. And fun fact is we have beavers within the Atascadero city limits, which is mind blowing. What? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Never would have guessed. Yeah, so that's a whole other side story with Beaver Beaver Brigade. They actually volunteered to help paint and do the um, the priming <laughs> of that wall. Um, so it's been a really cool way to like bring in community members that otherwise we wouldn't have been in touch with. Um, and then we also got one on the side of Sherwin Williams here downtown, and that was done by Isaac York and he's a local artist based out of San Luis Obispo. Um, yeah, so those are, we've got two of the 10 completed, but we've got at least uh, four in lineup to, to be done pretty quickly here. That's incredible. So yeah. um, in the historian part of this and in the role that your, your father plays in all this. So are you guys, um, are, are you planning 
some sort of development that has a, a I don't know, some sort of like um, a mural, not murals, obviously, but some kind of memorial that people can visit, like in a park setting or something that that kind of memorializes that. Uh, we've toyed with the idea of having some kind of like bust made of E.G. Lewis. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. we have toyed with that, but uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit of a tricky situation because and yeah I, I don't know how much into depth you want to go but like eg lewis and the founding of this town it has like some problematic pieces to the history um okay. there were grant deed restrictions that were barring people of color and um yeah and stuff from the town so um so that becomes a little problematic uh yeah and I'll just kind of leave it there. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, because no. that could balloon into a different conversation. Mm -hmm. you're, talking, you're talking to somebody that used to be in the title business. Oh, I've okay. seen some deeds, but there's deed restrictions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you can still course, pull up those deeds if they're we, we do land surveying and, and civil engineering, and we, we come across those um, restrictive deeds all of the time uh, yeah there were a common uh there were very common city planning tactic right yeah back you know, then i <laughs> some of them don't seem like they're that long ago but yeah before 19 right yeah. i think it was officially ruled out in 1968 with the supreme court um so yeah. there shouldn't be any past that date but right uh, yeah Okay, but you like like you said, very interesting things that are going on there. One is identifying some kind of history with the Tascadero, which I think is great, and then um, bringing some identity to it, other than you know we're between Paso and Slow, right? Yeah, and so, I get a lot of the like, oh, it's a Tascabama or like a Trashcadero, and like <laughs> I am just so tired of that. Like I don't that's a that's from the past and like i get so amped up about this like i right. <laughs> just like spent so much time like trying to like lift yeah. this up and elevate a tascadero and for someone that hasn't been here in 10 years for them to just say that is like okay. I, I i think <laughs> ever since the quest of grade we got um sort of revitalized late 90s early 2000s that the tascadero has been on an upward trajectory i mean i you know, I would agree, especially yeah. after the new downtown stuff. I mean, it. Both for the 04, I was living there on Cayucas yeah. Avenue. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was, yeah, it, it's not anything like what I see there today. So, no. totally. Yeah, our downtown has completely changed. Like, gosh, within the last couple of months, like we've got Bramble Pie Company that's opened, we've got uh, Oracle that just opened as well uh gosh we've got a distillery we've got breweries coming out of our ears and like it's just it's a cool place to be well right. Trotta too there's so much shopping yeah. There now yeah too. yeah totally. there hadn't been. So, right. so i um full disclosure i have a, a couple of developers that i work with that um you know we're redoing the uh what was gonna be that walmart at del rio Del Rio and El Camino. All right. Yeah. So on that. Yeah. You know the Cal Coastal guys. Is that that's right. them, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so yeah. Ted, Ted Lawson and Jack Fellon. Um, and um, Dove Creek, which I think is like Santa Barbara and El Camino. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. 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 So yeah. they're on the polar opposite ends of town. They are. Yeah. Santa kind of Barbara like, and the. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I thank people like like you and Terry that are uh, working to do great things. Um, you know, adding to that downtown area, and then we can just see it kind of getting a little bit. You know, as you go further from town, it usually gets less glamorous, and it's kind of like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do glamour from one end to the other now, right? Oh, we totally are. Yeah, like there's whispers about getting a trolley in here so you can connect the yes. north and That's south cool. end of town. Like yeah. we we have the most amount of exits off the 101 freeway in the county. Like, <laughs> yeah, whenever you see a Tassadero next eight exits, you're like, wait, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are we doing here? We've just like really stretched it out and like this is a way to like kind of bring it all in together so i'm looking forward to working with those cal coastal guys to bring that trolley trolley yeah. to our town that will make all the difference they, they have big ideas um <laughs> which is cool so an idea doctor, guy, yeah you know, so I, I if you put me and ted in a room for an hour it's just gonna be <laughs> take notes oh my gosh yeah um uh I'll tell you one day what my coworker said, but it, we'll save that for off air. It, it, it was, fun. <laughs> but um, uh, so wow. And so you grew up there. You're getting to see the area grow up, um, and, and then you know I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up on the website the 50% promise. Can you just explain that a little bit and and maybe. If you're seeing some profits, where, 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 who are some of the great benefactors? Yeah, we're actually, uh, it's funny that you're bringing this up because we're actually in the middle of restructuring that and um, fo focusing it in a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, the, the profits from our management company are being pulled together. And then the goal is to break that down and like give away 50% to a nonprofit that, you know, we believe in and we really love. Um, and we've been, we've been doing that, but um, we're kind of trying to think about different ways to build the business community here in town. And like one of the main things that we've noticed, especially with the building of La Plaza and um, just comparing ourselves to the surrounding towns, um, we are about the same population size as Paso Robles, which is like a little bit shocking for most people to hear. Yeah. Um, but we're probably covering about a quarter to half of the of the restaurant business. So like Paso Robles has like X amount of business or uh, restaurants and we have half that number. So we're we're trying to configure something right now that feeds this 50% giving promise into a program that would then develop our downtown business community. So we're working with a couple of different agencies right now, and we've got, we're about to release information about this, but um, yeah. yeah, we're really, we're really excited about what this brings and like what it can give to foster specifically the restaurant business so that, right. you know, the residents of Atascadero don't have to drive 15, 20 minutes to our neighboring towns just to get a good meal if they want to go out and have a nice time. Like, yeah, we should have that here. And so that's kind of what we're, we're when, like honing in on focusing on. When you're ready to make a press release about that and you're ready to make a big announcement, uh, you know, either uh, give us something that we'll be happy to relay to the uh, dozens, dozens of billions of listeners and watchers. Um, <laughs> or, 
or, or, or you you know you want to come back for five minutes and say hey it's a follow-up for the show we had a little while ago and and you know they'd like to make an announcement we'd love to do that too yeah for sure okay cool. That's so awesome. you seem so instrumental and so involved in all these projects and so passionate about where you live and where you come from and it's just it's really neat to see that shine through you so thank you thank yeah you. when you grow up in a town that like literally the in and out was the pinnacle I of like. your social <laughs> life in high school like you got some things to reconsider so I'm like super happy to be giving back to my community that I grew up in. It's yeah. such a cool place. Yeah. Well, I, I live in Grover Beach. And um, uh, first of all, the public art is is uh, on fire over here. And uh, my friend Krista Jeffries is all over that. But, um, and I, um, you know, I know that you didn't do this, but I want to thank Atascadero for Diamond Adult World. Thanks for throwing that our way. <laughs> You brought it to I want to thank the Carlton for kicking them out and then the came <laughs> Well, yeah. Diamond Adult World's still here. Is it? Okay. Yes. They literally just moved down like half a block, basically. They're more off, they're hidden up by Vaughn's. You have to go yeah. up the driveway, kind of by yeah. like the cafe and across the, the car wash. I don't know how I know that. You told you that? Is that the deal? Okay. Oh. <laughs> It's like it's like one of the shinier buildings in downtown Town Grover right now, which we're we're trying to master plan to revitalize downtown Grover and reimagine it. And it's um, it's kind of like the shiniest building that we have down there right now. So yeah. well, Grover's got a lot of really cool stuff going on too. You guys are you guys were on the front lines of like having the cannabis industry come in. So like oh boy, I yeah. know that's a well, you know, controversial subject. Interesting topic. <laughs> I am bringing a lot of controversy to your. <laughs> so. Well, you know, and, and what's coming down the pipeline is the on-site consumption, and, and this oh. down a rabbit hole. That we don't we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But what what I find in, interesting about it, I always wanted to know, like, who's going to enforce, like, who's able to drive away from this place, right? Right. And it turns out so. Um, to appease some of the mind of the public about the, the public safety aspects, it's actually the police chief that's given the initial staff report on uh, on introducing public or on-site consumption and how they're gonna enforce driving and such back and forth. So it'll be an interesting thing to tune into. Yeah. I, I know that in general, um, so I live in Grover. Our office is here in Rio Grande, um, and um, you know, two very different governments that work together a lot. But one is very trying to be on the forefront of a lot of things, and and I think one of them is just trying to maintain what we have and try to stay out of trouble. You know, right? So, yeah. Um, it's interesting because you know we're we're right on the border of. of so it's a mile from my house in Grover to my office here in Arroyo Grande. And we're, we're kind of on almost the Grover Beach end of uh, Arroyo Grande. And, um, you know, so again, two area, two towns with a lot of history that um, have a little bit of competition to our north, right? Pismo Beach and, you know, do you want to be the next Pismo Beach? Do you want, how do you want, do you want right. to compete in different ways? And so um, I find it inspiring that uh, uh, families like yours will take, this is where we grew up, and it's not a trash cadero. It's, 
this is what it can be, right? And and seeing a future and helping that that area realize the future. Um, totally. You know, it takes time, but it takes a lot of people with a lot of vision and a lot of like willingness to actually stick it out. So. Uh, yeah. Really I mean, I commend Grover Beach for sticking their necks out for for that process and being the first in the county, basically. And yeah. You know, I'm a little, I'm sitting over here being a little jealous because you guys get to capitalize on those sales tax dollars. Like, I don't care how you feel about consumption of the product, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you like clean streets? Great. Right. (laughs) This only helps that. (laughs) But when I was going to Cal Poly, I mean, you wouldn't go to Grover Beach except unless you were going to go to the beach, right? I mean, you you were to drive on the beach. That's the only reason you'd come. And um, even then it was like you drive on the streets and it was just it was potholes everywhere. Right. You just right. and um, they've really uh, through the bond measure in 14, um, they're going to be done with all the streets. It's supposed to be a 30 year program. They're 70 percent complete and they're going to be 100 percent complete within 10 years. So, OK, so they just cut down their their time on that by like how much? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a 30 year uh, fix and they'll they'll basically have cut 20 years off of that is my understanding to get it all. (laughs) Yeah, and and then um, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, well, and that's just cool roads. Yeah, right. So stuff like Grand Avenue, Fourth Street, Oak Park, those all um, aren't included in that bond measure. So things like their new tax measure F20 things like the cannabis tax, I mean, they're finding these, these ways to, you know, there's not too many governments around here that are, that are trying to figure out ways to spend excess money uh, every year. So they've been smart. Good problem to have. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And our, um, you know, I think everybody in the city, if, if, yeah, there might be something that we can all complain about about our local government, but I don't think anybody in our town would complain about our property values right now, right? No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I think but everyone in our county up. is like pretty pumped yeah. on property Although, values. At the moment. You know, so that that is one of the things. You know, if we have a little bit of time to talk, so on, on your website, you, you um, it talks about how you want to be on the forefront of of helping solve. Um, I'll say I'll just say the housing deficit or you know, I don't know if it's a, if you want to call it a crisis, it's a crisis, but there are those without homes. There's tons of people that live here and work here and have good jobs. Heck, I'm an employer of people that are supposed to be making head of household money that they, they can't afford to buy their first house yet. And totally. so talk about that a little bit. What 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 is your yeah. guys' involvement there? I love this topic. Um, it's a super, our company is super passionate about it. Um, you know, we're millions of housing units behind where we need to, to be able to house the people of California. And we're definitely seeing this in the rise of homelessness. It's not the only reason why there's a lot of an influx of homelessness, but it's certainly a part of the reason. But um, even earlier today, I was at a lunch meeting and we were talking about um, basically ways to finance people getting their first properties or like getting into real estate investment. And um, there was a staggering stat that was like only 25% of the population can afford to buy a house. And you know what, that's a problem. That's a, that's a really huge problem. Um, 
you know, cause that's the number one way you can build wealth and like independence is through real estate. And for that 25% of the population, that's, that's no good. Um, so yeah, like we're, especially with COVID now, like we're way behind where we need to be in terms of producing housing, um, to again, house the people of California, like, right. Uh, God. Um, yeah. I think in 2019, we only produced 85,000 units and to be able to keep up with population growth, we needed to be able to provide 185,000 units. So that's a hundred thousand units that we fell behind in one year in 2018. So it, it's not looking good. And we keep wondering why people leave the state of California and go to Texas or Colorado or, you know, Washington, you name it. Like, yeah, you go to the South, you can buy a house, a mansion, and you can't even afford rent on an apartment here, a one bedroom apartment. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I could go on a long ways about that, but ultimately we're really behind and for us, we're constantly pushing the boundary for like zoning laws. Can we get higher density per acre in a downtown right. area for say, right. like for La Plaza, we were building a Tascadero La Plaza. We, we got a density bonus because our architectural style is supreme, you know, and that's the only reason why we got an extra one or two units. And right. we really should be exploring ways to get more bodies in a downtown that's what really makes a downtown feel like a downtown if there's more people walking around and how do you get more people what's the easiest way housing like just build yeah. more units downtown and then we'll have this vibrancy that we're so desperately seeking right so we we push uh, city council members and planning commissioners like hey we got to be looking at this we're up for rezoning let's talk about getting higher density in a downtown zone um or pushing for, oh gosh, even like pushing forward the, the ADU thing or um, granny units, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Can we get more of those uh, permitted? And can we, yeah. can we lower the threshold of like how difficult it is to get those permitted? Because permitting costs are pretty much self-selecting out a huge population of people that want to add a income producing piece to their property or just to house uh, an aging family member. So there's a lot of different ways to, to combat this housing crisis. And yes, I would call it a housing crisis because yeah. how can you, people looking for apartments right now, they can't, they, you can't find them. It, right. It's really, really competitive and tight right now. So- And um, even if they can find them, there's, how can they afford them too? I mean, right. when you're coming out of like this backlash of COVID and now we're getting into this next phase of all of these cases going up and mm. there's still all over Atascadero, all over the county, there's still people that are having a hard time finding people in the workforce to actually do the work. My yeah. daughter and I went to A&W last week. We couldn't get a bacon cheeseburger because the cook wasn't there. It was very frustrating. Oh, but it's like, boy. It's, it is what it is. I mean, start I, me on that. Sorry. Zoe, yeah. a, a couple of things you mentioned there that I think we can tie this conversation together. So um, first of all, the ADUs, I, I mean, um, the city of Atascadero is actually leading a coalition of the cities around here to, to and so I, I commend them for doing that. Um, they're trying to 
kind of make it the same for each of the cities around here and make it a little bit easier by having some pre-approved plans and um we all in you know the civil world know there's not everything that can be um just one drawing one size fits all but um so i think that's great but what about um you know if you can do affordable by design and have a city buy into streamlining your approval process somehow right so instead of like deeded affordability um some way of like hey you get to get in the fast lane because you're doing affordable by design mm. um that's i don't know is that something that you're encountering at all um can you describe a little bit more the affordable de by design like what does yeah. that mean to you well i mean it can mean it's all over the place and i so i'm i am in the home builders association um and again all the builders will say it means something different to them but uh instead of building something that you're going to deed restrict for 30 years as you can't sell it for this you can't appreciate more than x amount what if you're you know like okay so you're in a desirable area but you know what if let's go base model let's give you something that's okay to live in it's a nice place to live in, but it's it's not it's not something you're going to see on HGTV necessarily, right? right so yeah. affordable by design, meaning is cheaper to build and and you know it's not a nightmare to maintain. Um, mm. It doesn't you know without well, different levels of like price point based off of right. So you'd be designing at a lower price point than you know some of the others in the neighborhood. Uh, mm. I don't. You know. Yeah, there's some like definite pros and cons to that. Yeah. Um, but I do think generally we're not super wild about that concept because mm -hmm. the whole purpose of investing in real estate is that you can realize those pops in value that we're seeing right now. Like say you bought your house in pre-pandemic times, like right before in 2019. Okay, so you bought that house for a certain price. Well, the market's gone absolutely nutty and it, selling that house would now be in a free market, probably almost, gosh, hundreds of thousands of dollars over what you paid for that. And so right. for, for that, you don't ever, if you wanted to sell that same house, you would not be able to realize that that gain because it's locked into that to that frozen price yeah. for accessibility purposes it, it's great upon entry for right. sure if and if your only endeavor is to buy and hold that property forever then great you that's the way to do it but um nah, I'm and, not, and I'm that's not more the deed restricted it. that's the more the deed restricted route right the, what, right what i'm talking about is let's you know, instead of, hey, I get a density bonus or I get this because I built X number of affordable units, um, you know, hey, city, how about I design some things that are just going to be lower cost? Whoever goes in and buys it is still going to realize X amount of appreciation over the years. It's the same percentage of appreciation as everybody else in the neighborhood. Um, Anyways, I was just, uh, that's, 
an interesting trade-off that I, I'm hoping that more areas will consider. And then, you know, one of the, I mean, just tying everything together, really, um, the roles that public art can play in revitalizing small towns and maybe helping get community buy-in uh, to changing the housing conversation in general is, is there a way that those things can, those worlds can be married? <laughs> Social media. Oh God. Yeah. Social media is a great Listen place, everywhere. but yeah. like affordable housing is not a super sexy thing to put on a wall. Right. So right. it's like, okay, what do you, how do you even portray that? Uh, happy people in their houses, I guess. Yeah. We, you could do that all day. <laughs> home cooked meals home cooked meals <laughs> yeah for sure yeah um yeah yeah i guess I'm, I'm just thinking about things that draw communities together and create conversations and it's yeah i mean that's what public art is meant to do and that's kind of the yeah that's the point of doing the equality mural project too is like i want people to enjoy it and like be able to walk around and see things that right um are exciting uh visually stimulating and yeah. then if like a conversation happens to stem from that that's that's the goal that's it right um yeah and there's so many things that go on downtown now like there was recently the pub crawl and there's just the cruise yeah. night so right there on the market colony market right. it seems like it'd be like a highlight I'm, I'm sure the colony market owners know the whole backstory on it so if mm -hmm. people yeah. that are coming to the area have a want to know the story they can be like well here's this and here's this so there's brochures or there's other mural projects or a website or chamber can promote it or something like that too oh gosh yeah i should mention um so there's going to be a digital and live interactive walking map um for the mural project uh that tbit is actually funding so that tourism business improvement district that i mentioned earlier with the hotels yeah. They are going to be hosting on visitatascadero.com um, this, this map that you'll be able to, it'll track your location and like, it'll give you updates and like information on the artist and the location and the sponsors for that, that specific mural. And then it'll tell you like, oh, you know, go inside brew coffee house, get a, get a latte or whatever. And like, it, it then cool. connects the dots for you and tells you where the other ones are. So so it becomes a little bit more cohesive and less standalone for each individual mural. So that That's, part I'm like really excited about. So we need to get like a critical mass of the, some of our murals for that to start. That, that, that's super cool. And that's not on a specific date. That's like, right. It's like, choose your own adventure. Like you're coming yeah. to town and you know, maybe it's a Sunday and not a lot of things are open. Well, right. great. You got this walking thing that you can do. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Really thank you for saying that. And thank cool. you for all your help and like right. get this ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. And we've yeah. said in the green room before the show, you know, I I I told producer, hey, we, we want we want to talk to people that are um, you know, doing I I feel like we're doing a lot in the community or I, I hope that I don't care if people see it or not. Like I I feel like we're making an impression on the uh, on our area and um, getting to see other people do their thing and make an impact and having people talk about them and saying, you got to have this person on the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's exactly who I want to talk to. So I'm so, so glad that we get to talk to you today and, um, you know, spend the better part of an hour and a half together. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I'm honored. Thanks for having me. It's been like you've been generous with your time. Uh, yeah, yes. I get I get super jazzed about things. Cool. So apologies if it's too much, but well, me too. <laughs> and we could cover like a lot of ground, right? Yeah, know, it sounds like we definitely could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many levels. Yeah, yeah. Well, we you know, as as things evolve and um, there's things to announce, or you have grand openings, things begin to happen. We'd love to have you back sometime. Um, yeah. And just th thank you again for for all your time today. And um, Andrea and I do want to try to probably connect with you afterwards, and and we'll, we'll figure yeah. out that that coffee or happy hour thing or something. Yes. Or combine. Uh, yeah, food, <laughs> cocktails, coffee. You know, all of it. Yeah. I, love, all I love all of it. Yeah. yeah. So Zoe, I have a question for you. If anybody wants to ask you a question or see what they can do to help you or they want to be an artist or something like that, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, um, we already have all of our artists selected for the Equality Mural Project. So apologies, but um, we are taking volunteers to help like prime and paint. Some artists like to involve community members. So mm -hmm. you can reach out to me at zoe zoe at zvillages.com and that's z the letter z and villages.com all lowercase one word um yeah and or any of our social media channels we've got atascadero la plaza on instagram we've got z villages on instagram we've got block shops on instagram uh i'm on instagram zoe zappas come find me any avenue you can find all of them me. just do it wasn't hard to find and you know just trying to tag you on some things earlier and it was like it's the only zoe z I did, strangely enough, have another Zoe Zappas contact me, and she was like, you stole my Instagram handle. Oh, dang. <laughs> wow. wow. She was well, fine. She was doing it in a joking manner, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was funny. Well, I'm a sucker for, for names with alliteration in them, so me there too. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well we can't well, thank th you Thanks enough. so much again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Andrea, any, any thoughts, any wisdom? I just want to go look at art now. I just want to go walk around a Tascadero and go look at some pretty murals. Yeah. Yeah. That one on the side of Brew Coffee House is, I mean, they're all really cool. You really should come up and see them if you haven't. But um, the new one on the side of Brew Coffee House is like big yeah. and like really lots of colors. It's really beautiful. So well, can't wanna, recommend it enough. I want to take a day and, and go find that tour you're talking about. And, yeah, uh, we haven't had that posted yet because we're still waiting for, I think, probably five murals to be done with the yeah. Equality Mural Project before that goes right. live. So um, hang tight. That'll that'll come soon. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Well, nice weather up there, too. But yeah, we'd love to take you next door to Ancient Owl Beer Garden and we can have a drink there and Taco Tuesday, actually. They do tacos on Tuesday. So if you... <laughs> <laughs> Want to come up on the Tuesday sometime? You let me know. We got food and beer happening. <laughs> oh, there are taco tacos at the Riley household as I speak. So I'm, oh yeah, I've got some in here. the crock pot right now. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. but thank you. We will take you up on that sometime very soon. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thanks for hosting me, you two and Fred. It's yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. really fun. <laughs> yeah. Good, Fred. Thank we you. Time, so yeah. All right. Okay. Well, have a good one. Thanks yeah. again.
right, Fred.